Welcome, everyone, to a Mexican and a Redneck Follow the World. We're your hosts and surrogate fathers, Juan and Ben. Today, we'll be discussing Pursuing Opportunities and Challenges Develops Respectability, Episode 113. Wow, we're getting up there. Climbing on up the ladder. It's amazing. Every time we get we record an episode, we get one more. <laughs> it's almost like there's a formula or something it's just crazy. hiding in the background. Crazy. I love it. Anyways, where are you taking us tonight, Ben? Oh, I'm taking you on a journey you've always dreamed of to a land that's mystical and not really. It's it's more I realistic. already live in Alabama, Ben. <laughs> that's right. It's a <laughs> mystical land full of Toothless waitresses and <laughs> no, kudzu and kudzu. And oh, don't forget about the kudzu. It'll cars. find you. It will find you <laughs> and eat your house. <laughs> it's true. But until that time. Okay. So pursuing opportunity and challenges develops respectability is the title. And I, I want you, I want everyone, because I know everyone's met this person. You know, think, think of a person that you know who has regret or maybe you've met. Okay. This person with the regret, they had control, but they gave the control away. They knew a situation they were in was risky and were afraid of the outcome or maybe afraid of the challenges. But for some reason, they didn't pursue that. And they just said, nope, I gave my control away. That person now knows that they could have been successful or at the very least learned a lesson that would have helped them in the long run. Like just the challenge in itself, the pursuit of the challenge would have helped them. You know, everyone knows that person that, or maybe you are that person. Maybe you have that experience. I know I've had situations where it's like, ah, I, I should have done that thing. You know, here, here's a, here's an example of a regret. I was just talking to my mom about this like a few days ago. When my grandfather died, he had a, a, a Ford pickup truck. It was a Ford Ranger. Uh, it was tan, and he, he used to let me drive it when I was 16. And he took me around Huntsville and showed me in that truck where my family actually settled and immigrated. But he let me drive all around Huntsville that day and just showed me all of the places we we, we settled and then where this family member lived or that person lived, what year, because he did genealogy work. And we rode around in his truck and he let me drive it. And when he died, I had the opportunity to buy it and I didn't buy it. Oh. And, and I had a car at the time. It was a good car. It was fine. And they're like, do you want it? And I thought, well, how much? And they told me and it was like, I can't afford that. I'm in college. You know, I'm already working. I'm already going to school. I don't know if I can actually make enough money. I don't want to take out a bank loan and go broke. And that's one, that's one true like regret that it's not a big regret. Cause it's just a material item. But it's like, man, I really wish I would have bought that truck, you know, and just worked extra jobs, figured out a way, but, but I didn't want to take on that challenge, you know, versus where let's fast forward a little bit. And, and, there was a time in my life when I was a diesel technician and I had worked my way up to shop foreman. I had a shop I was running. There was an employee, there was drivers, there was a whole thing. I was working with the, the management and all these people. 
uh, doing inventory and all this stuff. It, it was a sweet deal. I was salaried. I was, I was, I was doing great. And it was a su- successful career that I had made it to in, in about five years. I was very proud of myself. And, and, and everything was going good. But I just had that nagging feeling that there's more. You know, I had, I had just that thought that, man, there's got to be more life. Not that, that, not that it was bad. Being a mechanic's great. But I just knew I wanted more and I wasn't sure what it was. And I went and bought a house and the real estate, and it was a really weird situation. And I had a lot of uh, financial stuff I had to overcome with the house and issues with it. And they were so amazed by how I handled it. They actually invited me to come be a real estate agent on their team. And they said, get your license and come join our team. So I talked to my wife and she's like, yeah, you've been needing a change. You need something different. You are not where you need to be in life. Like she saw it. She knew it. I knew it. I saw it. I talked about it. And so I just went for it and I went and got my license. I passed the exam and everything was good. I joined their team. They've got clients lined up. It's great. We're going to make it. And then the government shut down (laughs) for six months (laughs) and, and it was or four months. I'm sorry. It shut down for four months and it was terrible. Because where we live, they're a major player in, in a lot of people's finances. And no one was buying a house that t- those four months. And all of the stuff they had lined up, all the deals I had started getting in on, I was so pumped to just make money right out the gate and be successful. And I went to nothing. And I tried everything I could. I managed to, to move a couple of houses, but that was it. And... And, you know, I, I went in and I pursued that opportunity. So do I still have my real estate license? Absolutely not. Did I enjoy being a real estate agent? Not really. <laughs> it just wasn't for me. And, and some people would go, well, you failed. It's like, oh, absolutely. I failed materialistically. But I realized, hey, I went out. I tried something. I failed. I'm still alive. Now what do I need to do? And I realized, you know what, I need to go finish my bachelor's degree because I'd gone through about two years. It's like, I want to finish it up. I'm going to get me one of these good jobs I keep hearing about. And then I'm going to do something different. And that's that's what I did. I did. I, I went and just one calculated risk after the next. But it was risk. And, and I started falling in love with the challenges and the opportunities, you know. And the roar, just like we were talking about earlier, was there. But we, we were discussing earlier how a successful person is attracted to the challenge and the reward's just kind of the thing at the end. But that challenge, man. You know you're going to get the reward. Like, you right. know it's yours. Like, right. I accomplished this task. It's mine. It's the challenge aspect of, am I going to actually be able to make it? I think I can. But And then uh, that becomes more enticing than the actual reward. It does. It is the journey. The challenge is the journey. The Mm -hmm. opportunity is the journey. The journey is what's going to take up however many days, months, years of your life. The reward is just the thing that's going to give you the finances or the bragging rights or whatever to go on to the next challenge. The reward, once you realize it, is just the means to the next challenge to get you there. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah, and man, that's that's such a such a different mindset, and and it's I can relate with that as far as just the 
stage of life that I'm in right now. I'm, I, I recently had to make a decision like that to where it's like I'm looking at the reward and I'm like, okay, the reward's going to be good. I got it. But it's the challenge aspect. Am I going to be able to make it through it? But if I don't do it, I'm going to have more regret if I don't do it than if I do it. And, and it's one of those things because I've experienced that, Ben, where you're supposed to do something and you don't do it. And then you instantly look back and it's like, it's almost like God himself was like, hey, you're not ready. It's all right. We'll hold back. And I felt it. And I'm like, oh, man. And then you try to go back and like try to do it. But it's like, hey, sorry, buddy. Opportunity is gone. Oh, yeah. We'll try. Oh, oh, that's the worst when you go back. And it's just like, just it's pitiful. It's pitiful when you're like, oh, wait, no, no, I can do it. It's like, no, no, you know, it's past. Everyone knows the opportunity's past. It's done. Don't don't worry about it. There'll be another opportunity. That's the good thing about opportunities. And and I think they arrive because they're a part of our destiny. Yeah, they're they're a part of the challenge that that makes a man respectable. You know, we said respectability is discovering who you are. When you're a respectable man, you have discovered who you really are. And I, I think our Heavenly Father knows who we are. He's just trying to give us these opportunities and these challenges to help us grow, you know, to 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 help us see who we are. And he knows what we need, you know. And and like we've said before, we we believe that and and I don't think he really cares so much about the material development. Like the okay, fine. You'll get the the money, the house, the cars, the whatever. That's not the thing. What he's worried about, and what you should be worried about as a person, is the personal development, getting past the hurts, the insecurities, the lack of respect for yourself. You know, the the laziness, the the finding that strength that you never knew you had. That's what pursuing opportunity and challenges does. It gives you a strength that in the long term, as you become more respectable, it's going to set you apart. Yeah. It's going to make you stand out in a group of men where they're going to be like, that guy knows what's going on and he's not worried. I don't know why, because all of us are freaking out, but he's standing tall. And it's such a clear distinction between a man who is in pursuit of the challenge versus a man who's in pursuit of the reward. Um, when you are doing something in life because you just want to, this is what you've been called to do. You live differently, regardless of the circumstances. Because I know in the world that we live in, monetary gain is very, very much very important. And then we want that reward for our effort. If you're a married man, your wife wants that security of knowing that things are going to be okay. But, you know, it's funny, Ben, because even in that situation where you get to that situation of you're going after the challenge, you can look at your wife and be like, you know what? I got to do this. Things are going to be tight, but we're going to make it through. And she'll see it in you and she'll realize you got to do it. We'll make it. I believe it. Um, I'm sure you had that probably that experience, too, because you kind of mentioned that as far as with your wife. When you told her, hey, I'm going into real estate, she didn't know if that was going to be the solution, the answer, but she was probably hoping, like, oh, I hope this is it. But now, 
nine years later, no, 10 years later, however long it's been, you've overcome that challenge and you made the statement of how you failed. Yeah, you failed, but as John Maxwell said it, you fell forward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you fell forward. Yeah, at you least. failed. Yeah. But at least you fell six feet forward, your head from where you initially started. That is true. <laughs> so it's not, isn't it, it's, the world may look at it as like, oh, you 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 failed in that. Like, no, I tried. I took on the challenge, and I realized this is not for me. I'm moving on to the next challenge. Right, and, and taking on the challenges, one of the things it does when you pursue these material challenges is it, it points out your issues because you can't live in a delusional world that you've created where you're great at your job, your marriage is fine, your, or I'm sorry, your job's fine, your marriage is fine, your house is fine, the kids are fine, everything's fine, yet you still can't figure out why you have this feeling like something's missing. That nagging feeling of, am I worth it? Could I do more? Am I really as strong as I, I think I am? That that facade, that face of, I'm just not as, I'm strong, I can do it, I'm, I'm tough, blah, blah. It's like, but if I was tried and tested, would I actually survive? Pursuing the challenges lets you know exactly what you can and cannot survive. And all of our challenges are different. Mine, you know, my story is just one of, you know, many, 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 many on the face of the planet. But it's, it's that thing where you get tested. And now when I go to bed at night, I'm not wondering who I am. Now when I go to bed at night or I'm alone and thinking, I'm not concerned with what other people think of me. I know who I am. I know where I stand. People can think whatever they want about me because I know exactly what I'm doing. And as you pursue challenges, your life gets more calculated mm -hmm. because you know it's important because you're not living in a delusional state where everything is fine which what was the acronym you told me when a man said oh, man, he's fine I, I was trying to think about a man i can't uh f fanatical insecure Free, no freaking out something oh okay i thought it was like fanatical insecure neurotic and uh emotional <laughs> it was, was funny I, whatever you i knew said. You, i knew you were gonna ask and i was thinking about it i was like ah, oh, i should have wrote it down um it, it was good but but like that it's all fine but on the inside it's chaos and terror and what you've done is you've pushed yourself and you, you've that, duct taped your life you have and and, <laughs> and you've when you when you pursue that challenge when you go after that opportunity and they look different for all of us for some guys it's as simple as just starting with talking to that girl taking that job, saying yes to that little side project, uh, w whatever it may be, but you just have that, that little spark in you, that thing that where you've seen how many opportunities throughout the weeks or months, you know, but this one opportunity for whatever reason, it just stands out. And there's differences between that feeling. There's the feeling of, where something inside of you, I call it, you know, where the Holy Holy Spirit is pushing you. It's like, hey, do it, do it. Come on, you were made for this. You got this. Come on, just go ahead and do it. You can do it. And then that internal, like I guess your flesh, 
your carnal side saying, oh, I can do it. You know, you're, you're, you're trying to convince, you're trying to convince your spirit man, oh, we got this, we can do it. Versus the spirit pushing you and telling you, go ahead and do it. And those, they're both very different opportunities because I've experienced both. I've experienced the one where I felt the spirit telling me, he's like, go ahead and do it. Do this. You can do it. And I let that fear overtake me and I didn't do it. And I instantly regretted it. And I was like, oh, no, I can go back and do it. Hey, it's too late. It's gone. And then there's that other aspect like, no, no, I got this. I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah. Watch me here. Watch me fly. And then you jump out and you realize, I didn't put on the parachute <laughs> and I am falling. I hope somebody catches me because I thought I had this and I forgot the most important thing, a parachute. And then for me, man, it was one of those going through that moment. The Lord, the Lord really carried me through, but man, it, it, it just made, it humbled me. And I remember at the end of the situation, cause this is about a year long process where for me it was, I was working with this, with this, uh, with this company great company and you know it has some things going for it but i left it because this other shiny object came about and i was like oh man i, I, I convinced my wife like hey we're gonna make so much money it's gonna be great you know it's like it's my good friend you know they know what they're doing it's like what we're gonna do we, we're gonna do everything right and long behold it's like i make my first sell oh it's like a ten thousand dollar sell first month i'm like oh yeah here we come land of milk and honey <laughs> Second month, nothing. Third month, nothing. Third, fourth month, nothing. And he started, and it starts to, that, those $10,000 runs out pretty quick. And then by the end of it, I was just like, what the heck is going on? And I remember in the spirit, I heard I heard my Heavenly Father just say, I was like, you ready to do my thing? And I was like, oh, this is a challenge that you put on yourself. But this is not a challenge that I gave you. This is a challenge that you were trying to convince me that you're ready for, but you're not ready for this. Are you ready to do what I got? Are you ready to do what I got to do for you? And then for me, that was, man, that was such a, just a, just a amazing experience. And now I even think about what this podcast has been because there's been some challenging times where we've been doing this and it's like, we're not seeing the growth we're not, you know, what are we doing? We're just, you know, but it's, but I feel like we're getting to this point to where it's like, you know what? I've gone too far to go back. I want to know what's around the corner. I want to know what's over that horizon. Because what I've discovered so far is better than when I had when I first started. And I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's breaking that false pride has been breaking off of me. And I'm realizing of like, wow, this is who I am. I, this is, I thought I was this, but I'm finding out who I really am. And, and that was, I'm, I'm so glad you said that about second guessing, because that's a part of the process. Anyone who's successful will tell you, They've had that night or nights, many nights usually, where you're going, what am I doing? Where is this going? What, 
should I have just stayed back where I was on, you know, everything's okay, life's complacent world, or sh- should I have actually come on this journey? It, there, there is that, that moment of, did I make the right decision? Is this good? Is this bad? You know, and, and sometimes you got to count your losses. Sometimes you got to say, I messed up. I'm in too deep. I'm in over my head. I've, I've, I've realized this is not the thing I was supposed to do. There's something, maybe there's something else I need to do, but that's a part of it. It's going to expose all that stuff. Maybe just breaking down the delusion that you were living in was the journey you needed to go on to get back to reality of what you had all along. You know, that's, sometimes that's part of the journey. Like you said, just getting rid of this false pride. It's like, what are you proud of? You know, you, you have all this pride and then you go out and do that journey. You're like, Oh, that was a lot of bad pride. I did not need any of that. I was a jerk. I needed some humility. Sometimes the journey is humility. And, and it does, it really creates, um, a humble strength, you know, like, like you get this, strength, this dose of reality that you carry with you forever, but you get this humility that you carry with you forever too. And with that humble strength, it's, it's scary for a lot of people because once you start chasing that journey, that opportunity, that challenge, that success, you realize it's not about the stuff, the material thing that you're going to get as a reward. You realize it's about the journey. And then you start seeing how many people are living in the delusion that you were once living in. Mm-hmm. You realize I've, I've left a city of delusion and now I'm over here and I'm living in a much better place. I can see all the, the, the lies and the, the unnecessary, oh, it's, a, it's okay, everything's fine, we're good. Our house is on fire, but we're fine. Don't worry. No, no, no. You worry about your house. We're fine. You know, and it's like everybody's held together with duct tape. You're like, what's wrong with y'all? Mm-hmm. Take a chance, you know. And and once you get that humble strength, it's really scary for people because it is rare. You have no ulterior motives anymore. You're not living in the let's play the game delusion. Look at my car. Look at my house. Look at my degree or whatever the thing may be. Oh no, this is what it is. This is who I am. I'm very comfortable with where I am in life. There is no game to play. And you start running people off because you're, you're being genuine and just your genuine presence and existence starts pointing out their fake behavior. And they're like, uh, he's figuring me out and he hasn't done anything. Or she knows that I'm a complete and total liar and I I can't be around this person, you know? You know, one analogy that kind of uh, that comes to mind is kind of like with corporate America. As you start climbing up the ladder, you're going to run into some insecure people who have gained success. And they have to keep up this facade in order for them to keep keep their success. But the higher you go, the more comfortable, the more confident the people become because they're in the position not because of who they know, because of who they are. And then you can... And they don't get as easily offended to that person. So you can speak, a lot of times you can speak to a CEO a whole lot easier than you can speak to a manager of a company. Simply because the manager might be full of insecurities, doubts, 
fears, concerns. And the CEO's confident. He's like, hey, I built this. If it falls apart, I'll build it again. That's such a good, <laughs> such a good observation. I've, I've seen that where the manager's just worried about, well, I, I've got my mortgage, my car payment, my wife, my kids. You know, he's got his responsibilities. He's, he's worried about the reward. Mm-hmm. CEO is like, oh, I don't care about that stuff. I would live in a cardboard box and run this company if I had to. I like the challenge. Yeah. And they want to know, what is your actual complaint that can make this place better? What is the things I need to do that I can't see where you're at the bottom that you can tell me that will make this better? Whereas the manager's like, um, no, you're fine. Don't worry about that. I've, I've seen that before. It's, it is a very real thing. <laughs> but it's that mindset of, are you pursuing the challenge because you want to grow? You want to grow your thing. This is the thing that helps you discover more about who you are or are you pursuing the reward? Well, even, I guess, yeah, that makes so much sense to me. It's like, do you want to grow yourself to give the best of yourself? Or do you want to grow the thing to get the most out of that thing, that reward aspect? You know, and and to me, this process that we're going through, Ben, the monetary gain is going to come. When you choose to become excellent, when you choose to pursue excellence, money and material gains will follow you. Oh, yeah. But it's... It's it, it, you go to the from, you go to the state of mind to where the things don't own you. Kind of like you're talking about that manager. He's owned by the things that he has versus him actually owning the things that he has. That car payment, it owns you. If you don't go to work, if you don't perform, hey, you're sinking. Versus when you know you got the skill set, when you know you got the confidence, you know who you are, it's like these are my things these are, because this is what I bring to the table. And if you don't want what I have, I'll find somebody else who does. That's it. <laughs> you want to close it up? Yeah. We want to thank y'all for listening to a Mexican or redneck father of the world. We love you and we're proud of you.